to get gas the other day, as I often do. Uh-huh. And I had a little bit of an interesting experience. First of all, um, gotta say, pretty nice not having to pay $6 a gallon. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, did it get up to $6 by you? Yeah, if, if whatever gas prices are in, in the Midwest, you can assume they're a dollar more in the West. Okay, yeah, it, like, just, I want to say, like, just over five, like, I think maybe 525 was, like, the peak that we, that we hit. I was, I definitely paid six bucks at some point, um, Ooh. but I didn't have to last time, um, but I, I, I had an interesting experience, so as, as, as you know, here in, in Oregon, uh, we, we, uh, because we're better than the average people, do not fill up our own vehicles with, um, uh, gasoline. Uh, we, we get, we get the peasantry to do it for us. <laughs> right. Right. So I, you know, I roll up to the gas station. I, I, I park and I, I, I wait and this lady comes over. She's got a clipboard in her hand. Um, and she like, before walking over to me, I, I had seen, she was kind of walking around with this clipboard. So I was like, okay, this might be like a, like a supervisor or something like doing the rounds doing some kind of checks or whatever. Yeah. So she comes up, she comes over, she, she, uh, she gets my gas going and then she walks away. And as she's walking away, I tell you, I, I just kind of glance over, not even really trying to look at what was on it, but just, I just kind of glance over at the, uh, at the clipboard and do you, do you want to know what was on it? <laughs> Please tell me it was a drawing of something. Like she was just fucking uh, doodling. Even better. It was a page out of a coloring book <laughs> that she was coloring. Stop. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's fucking great. Yeah, I I thought that was really funny cuz like a doodle's one thing, right? right. Like it, like it, like anybody can draw, but like coloring is one of those things that is pretty heavily associated with like being a pretty childish activity, but she was fucking doing it. She was going at it. She had like she had like a nice owl, I think is what it was. I, I mean, I I will say <clears throat> I will say that um, adult coloring books definitely have become a thing over the last like several years. They but, have, but I don't really feel, feel like they've ever been that popular. Okay, but my point was going to be that like a doodle is something you can do like on the fly. Like you can just randomly be like, "Yeah, I'm bored. I got I got some paper and a pencil." I'm just going to draw something. You got to fucking plan out coloring. Like you, you have to like dedicate yourself to it. That takes time. Yeah. You got to bring that, like whatever you're coloring the book or the page or whatever. And you got to bring like some crayons or colored pencils or markers. Like it's not just like a random scrap piece of paper and anything you can write with. Like you, you, you got to plan that through. Yeah, no, it totally. Oh God. That reminds me of, um, of a story, something, uh, something I saw where someone was intentionally very bored in their job and brought something to occupy themselves. What do you mean? Intentionally bored? What does that mean? Well, Okay, they I guess they knew they were going to be bored at work, so they intentionally brought something to occupy themselves. 
Okay, that's different. You made it sound like they made themselves bored. No, no, I guess, I guess they didn't. No, no, they did not make themselves bored. They were not intentionally bored. Um, but it was, um, God, this would have been... I want to say it was like 2007. That sounds about right. Um, old. I was, uh, I was with my cousins, uh, for one of them was getting married. So, uh, we were like out in Detroit for, uh, his bachelor party and we were like going to the Tigers game and going out to eat and doing a bunch of stuff. And so we just like, we picked like a central parking garage in like the middle of town and parked there. And, um, it wasn't, so it wasn't like, like one of the really busy lots, like for Comerica park or for the casino, like it was still busy, but it wasn't one where there was like a constant flow of traffic all the time. Sure. Well, you know, like a lot of them, um, although now I guess they're more and more being replaced by just like a machine that you, stick a card into, but um, a lot of them still have like a little tiny, tiny booth um, with a person that sits in it that collects your ticket and takes your payment. Well, this was um, like I said, this is about 2007, so that that is relevant based on what he was doing. Um, Dude brought a little like tiny TV with him, like maybe. I don't know, maybe like the size of like what a tablet is now. So like, I don't know. Like, that is a small TV. Yeah, like 12 to 15 inches, maybe something like that. Um, That's also around the size of my penis. It's hard to measure it when it's that large. It, it really is. Yeah, you just you just have to ask. You just you just got to. Yeah. Foot, foot and a quarter, foot and a third, something like that, you know? You it's, it's in there, you know? At, at that length, does a three-inch three difference really mean much? It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, if you're weighing an elephant, is a pound or two make, really make that much of a difference? No, it exactly. doesn't. Either way, it's exactly. fucking massive. <laughs> Either way, it's a big one. Right. So dude's got this little TV in there. And, uh, you know, we see he's got it in there and we we don't pay attention to what's on it while we're parking. So we like drive around, we find a spot, we, you know, like plan out where we're going to go, because some of it was kind of like impromptu. Um, And we walk down and we uh, we walk past the guy and my cousin like taps me. He's like, "Lo, get a yo, get a load of the parking, dude. And we're like, what? Bro brought fucking Guitar Hero into that little booth with him. Dude, that's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God. I might. Well, I know I have a picture of it somewhere. I don't know if I have a way to access it because it's on like an SD card somewhere. And I don't think I have anything that I can insert an SD card into anymore, but. Um, man, I would love that. Yeah, maybe I'll just have to like, oh, you know what I'll do? Um, uh, 
my TV has an SD card slot. I'll see if I can just pull up the image and then I'll just snap a picture of my TV and send it to you because it's pretty fucking epic. And bro like saw us watching him and I think think he was afraid that we were going to like tell on him and get him in trouble. So he like hurry up and like packed it away and acted like he was doing (laughs) nothing. It's a bit late at that point, brother. Yeah, but like, I don't know, man. Like, we didn't care. We thought it was fucking cool. Like, good for you. Yeah, that's 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 a baller move. Yeah. So when you when you said uh, homegirl was coloring at work, I thought, man, dude that brought Guitar Hero in like the height of the OG Guitar Hero that that was pretty poggers. Pretty ballin, pretty epic. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, man. Uh, well, welcome everybody to uh, Break Room Nachos. What is? It? What the fuck? It's eighty. It's eighty. Now. Is it eighty? Fuck! Damn. Eighty yeah. already. I love it. Yeah, getting up there. Hell yeah, bro. Um. Wow. Okay. Eighty episodes. Shit. We're coming up on a on a year of you being in in Oregon here in the next couple months. Yeah, I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, man, it's been been longer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um but uh what uh what's new in your world? Uh not a whole lot. Um although I did have a bit of a frustrating couple weeks. Um uh I I spoke at, uh, uh, quite a bit last week about how about the success of my channel and how how you know huge the chance of my videos gotten and all that and how exciting it is, you know. Right. Well, used to YouTube must have heard my my joy and happiness because they decided to take a heaving shit on me and my channel. Oh no! What happened? Well, let me t- t- let me start with giving a little context, Mike. How how much would you say you know about? the history of YouTube and specifically the time period, uh, known as the adpocalypse. Um, I mean, apparently not that much. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the phrase adpocalypse, but are you referring to like when ads started becoming a regular part of YouTube videos? No, quite the opposite actually. So let me, let me get into this. Um, okay. Uh, Back in the day, and we're talking, I want to say this all went down around 2015 or 16. So, you know, not that long ago, ultimately, but pretty long in the, in the, in the, in the context of YouTube's existence. Um, uh, uh, during that time, you know, anybody on the website could monetize their content. They could get ads onto it and generate re- revenue from it. Anybody. There was virtually no limit to it whatsoever. Okay. Um, which is not true today for a number of reasons um, uh, associated m- primarily with the adpocalypse. So what happened around uh, uh, 2015 or 16 was good old fashioned. And I, and by old fashioned, I mean that, the, that they're old, how old fashioned they are is relevant to this story. The, the wall street journal decided to go on a bit of a crusade against YouTube. Okay. And what that looks like was um 
publishing an article claiming that YouTube put advertisers like Coca-Cola, you know, big name advertisers on content uh, that had like an, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? They had an, they took an anti-Semitic stance. Stance. Oh, okay. Now this, the specific example that they that they went to was a video by PewDiePie, who many people will know as one of the biggest creators on the website ever. Um, so huge that he's largely known outside of YouTube. Um, right. Now anybody who actually watched the video would know that he was not, in fact, being anti-Semitic, and it was a joke. Uh, the video that they referenced in particular was a video where he used a website called Fiverr, which is a, a video, which is, which is a website where you can commission people to do things. Like, there's a lot of, like, independent video editors on, on Fiverr who go on, on Fiverr and are like, hey, check out my work, uh, hire me if you want to, and photographers and graphic designers and stuff like that. And so he made a video... And the, 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 the point of the video was essentially, what can I get people to do on Fiverr? Okay. And one of, the things that, one of the things that he did was paid some people in a third world country to hold up a sign that said uh, something like, we hate the Jews or something like that. Okay. And the joke was how absurd that was and how not okay that is. Right. But taken out of context, it looks like he was paying people to say, we hate the Jews. Right. Yeah. Now, that, I, 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 I can see, I can see on the surface how that could come across not the way that he necessarily intended that. Right. But like the other huge part of this that I think is really important is, you know, kind of that idea of like old versus new media. Wall Street Journal is a newspaper, they're old media, they're falling behind in the times, no one really reads newspapers anymore. Right. And something that Wall Street Journal most likely intentionally misrepresented is what that means for advertisers. Anybody actually using YouTube or watching YouTube videos understands that the ads shown before videos are not specifically sponsoring those videos. Right. So any company whose ads show up in front of a video are not supporting that creator or their ideals. They're supporting YouTube. Yeah. It, and I'm, I'll let you get back to your story, but I had uh, a prime example of this happened to me yesterday. I was watching uh, some YouTube videos and um, completely unrelated to the video YouTube, a couple of videos before YouTube gave me one of those like brief surveys. Um, it, which it's odd that they got me on this because I wasn't logged in and I was doing it through my TV. So it's not like they they would be able to like like data mine my phone. I don't know how they got this, but um, maybe it was just random. The question was about like brands of protein powder that i would try oh yeah which is really funny and so i went through and i answered it because i actually use a couple of them and then like two videos later there was an ad for protein powder so like clearly they used like have you seen an ad for any of these brands recently 
and then blasted me with one like a few minutes later. Oh, you haven't heard of this. Well, now you have. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So, you know, the ads, you know, that's that's the understanding that everybody has about YouTube and about its creators. The, the, the ads shown in front of video are not, you know, chosen by that company to appear in front of that video. They are not supporting that creator. They don't support their stances or whatever. But the Wall Street Journal made it out like any ad, like, like intentionally mentioned things like Coca-Cola ads were running on this video and made it out to be that Coca-Cola was supporting those ideals. Ugh. Which is false. Right. But it doesn't look good for Coke or the other companies involved to not respond to that. So they did. They pulled all of their advertising from YouTube. Ugh. And this, of course, caused a response from YouTube. And th the main thing that changed was, was, you know, how YouTube decides who's allowed to put what or, or who, who's allowed to monet get monetized on YouTube. And it, it, it led to, uh, you know, the idea of ad suitability or um, adver how, how advertiser friendly your channel is and led to a lot of changes on YouTube, such as YouTube having a more you know, a lot more censored content and especially pushing a lot more family friendly content for a long time. Okay. One, um, change that directly impacted me, but didn't really matter. Um, and, and a change that I for one think is good is they stopped making so anybody could uh, get monetized on YouTube. Now there are certain guidelines you have to meet in order to get monetized such as meeting a certain amount of uh, watch time, a certain number of subscribers. Um, and there was a third criteria that I am blanking on, but I don't think it was a particularly hard one. The hard one to achieve is the amount of hours of watch time you get. It's, it's 4,000 hours of watch time within a month-long period in order to, get, to be able to get monetized, which is a hard number to hit. Yeah. But, you know, this is, you know, the, the reason this change was made was in order to ensure that more ads were available for the creators that were able to, you know, make money off of those ads, which is a good change because the amount of money you make off of 4,000 hours of watch time is nothing. It's, it's pennies. Right. Right. Um, which I can say for sure now, because I, I have gotten paid by YouTube a number of times now. Um, and it has taken much more than 4,000 hours to get to that point. Um, so, you know, in, instead of having thousands and thousands of hours of content, each of which are getting minutes of watch time, making money on YouTube, those ads are now going to creators, which makes sense. That's a good change. Um, excuse me. But the, the other huge change that they made that, was, that has constantly been a big issue was, um, you know, the idea that that idea of advertiser friendly videos and what they implemented was something that popularly goes by the name demonetization, but isn't actually demonetization. Basically your video has like different tiers of monetization. It's either not monetized. It has restricted monetization or it's monetized. Okay. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Basically, if you get restricted monetization, you can still get advertisers on your videos but it's not the big name advertisers. It's not the money makers. And there's generally less adver adver advertisement available for your videos. Okay. And what it takes to get um, 
quote unquote demonetized or to get restricted ads on a videos is basically just to break YouTube content guidelines. So for example, you can't show sex on YouTube. If you do, you get demonetized. Uh, you can't really talk about controversial subjects on YouTube. You'll get demonetized. Okay. So my video, my Chainsaw Man video, uh, has for months been completely monetized and fine. Okay. Last week, it got hit with limited advertisements because of sexual content. Now, I disagree with that summation of my video my video does address certain aspects of like sex but it's always alluded to it's never directly shown it's never directly talked about so okay. i don't think it's that bad and especially in the grand scheme of youtube it's not that bad youtube disagreed and they decided to keep the limited ads in place after my attempt to get that changed now Ugh. that in and of itself is not a big deal to me because i'm not making enough money off of youtube for it to be you know a, a huge difference anyway. The problem I have is with how YouTube approaches this monetization issue. Okay. For years, basically ever since this became a thing, YouTube has repeatedly made the claim that whether or not a video is monetized has no effect on whether or not it will get shown in the algorithm. You know, whether or not it's going to show your video to people and recommend it for people to watch. Right. They have always said you know whether a video is not monetized is has limited monetization or it's completely monetized has no effect on that okay and it's been debunked it's been debunked many many times but they always refuse to admit it and i feel like i have the ultimate proof because as soon as my video got limited ads my vi views tanked to a third of what they were before oh bro that sucks it was such an immediate and huge drop-off that like I and, and here's the thing too like they're so they're so they, they refuse to be upfront about this crap I didn't even get notified that my video had limited ads on it I didn't find out until my views dropped and I looked to find out why what yeah there was absolutely zero notification or communication that I had limited ads it just happened now and does this affect all of your video, like your entire channel or just that particular video? That's something that I don't yet know. Um, because it can, if you're like a repeat offender, but I'm not a repeat, repeat offender. So you're, but the, uh, but so you're still fully monetized on the rest of your videos. Yes. The rest of my videos are fully monetized. Okay. But what okay. I what I don't know at this time is how that will affect my other videos ability to get shown in the algorithm. Right. Because if my if my channel essentially gets blacklisted as like an unadvertiser friendly channel, then I won't get ads. Oh. Um, and, 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 you know, if I don't get ads, then as we're basically already seeing on my chance on my video, I don't get recommended, which really hurts the ability for my ch channel to grow now as 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 I as I was just starting to say, I don't yet know if I've been affected in that way. Um, what I do know is that my views tanked across the board, but my chance on a video was the main video getting views at the time. So it kind of makes sense. What I'm worried about. And like I said, like I don't care about the monetization aspect. I care about like my videos ability to be seen by people. So what I don't know right now is when I put out a vid new video, if that will impact its ability to get shown in the algorithm. Right. Ugh. 
So I'm a bit pissed, to be honest, because in terms of the grand scheme of YouTube content, I can understand where this is coming from, but my video is not that bad. It's really not. Now, I've got a question for you. Because of this happening, and I'll be honest, I don't remember whether or not there was any reference to sex in your Chainsaw Man video. The the closest thing I can remember is like the one guy like getting his getting getting having someone vomit in his mouth while they were making out. That was the thing, right? Which I censored. Okay, okay, fit. Fair enough. But my question is, do you think that are you going to have that in the back of your mind when you're making future videos to make sure you don't include anything that could be flagged? Well, it's something that already was in my mind. That's why I censored like the, that, that scene, because I knew it was really gross and I knew it would make a lot of people uncomfortable and I knew that YouTube wouldn't like it. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's something that I'm already aware of. Yeah. Well, I, I, I assume that you were aware of it, but I mean, do you think that's going to handcuff any topics you have, or do you think you're going to have to like walk on eggshells from now on? Well, l- let me ask this question. Are you asking this specifically in reference to the video that I'm currently working on that I haven't revealed, but I have told you about? I am. <laughs> The, the, the short answer to that is no, because I, I already have approached that video from an angle that um, censors it. And it's actually quite tame, even con- like even compared to the chance in the video, I would say it's more tame than that. OK, OK. But, you know, in general, I think I'm pretty good about it. I like the, the main thing I, ha- I think I have an issue with they, they have an issue with is that, you know, you know, one of the things I had to talk about in, in the Chainsaw video is that Denji is motivated by sex throughout throughout the series. Like his his motivation is to like have sex with this, this girl he's into and to touch boobs and stuff like that. And so there was really no way for me to avoid talking about that because of how important it is to the story of Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Um, what I don't think they liked about it was that I would directly say things like boobs and that I would. uh show certain scenes that had characters that were naked however you know they were always censored right so it it shouldn't be an issue it shouldn't be an issue it's a very extreme um uh 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 enforcement of this rule and it's the same you know the thing too is youtube has always been wildly inconsistent with what they consider to be not advertiser friendly which has constantly been an issue yeah um uh, and, you know, to, to be fair to them, they've eased off over the years, but this seems like a really extreme uh, 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 enforcement of it. And the issue is that, you know, when you request for a review of that initial, like, claim that it's not advertiser friendly, it has to be reviewed by a person. Right. But there's there's not really from what we can tell strict guidelines for those people, because whether or not your video will or will not stay monetized is more or less dependent on who ends up looking at it. And there's proof of this because multiple creators making a video on a similar subject with a similar approach can or cannot get monetized depending on who reviews their video. Oh, so it's very subjective. It's subjective. It's super hit or miss. And it's one of those things. It's one of those things like when I put in a request for my video to be, to get reviewed, I was just hoping 
that someone who wasn't an ass would look at it. And it turned out I got someone who was an ass. Damn. And, you know, after the initial review, there's absolutely no way for you to take it further or to get it, you know, overturned. And they're so not specific about it, too. They don't say what part of the video triggered it in particular. It's just a vague statement of, oh, there's sexual content. Damn. So, you know, I'm I'm a bit pissed about that. Um, I like I said, I don't care about the demonetization itself. I just wish it didn't affect my abilities, my video's ability to perform because my video was doing really well and it was really helping my channel. Something I've wanted for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's really frustrating to see that. Oh. That sucks, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's been my week. Oh. Oof. Damn. So... You know, I, uh, the only thing I've done to, to, uh, deal with that was I changed the thumbnail of the video to something a little, you know, cause the original thumbnail had, um, Denji, the main character touching a girl's boobs. Mind you, both of them were wearing full dress shirts and ties. So it's nothing particularly lewd, but I did change it in the hopes that YouTube would like over the turn, the decision based on that alone, but that hasn't changed anything, unfortunately. Ugh. Damn. Well, hopefully this doesn't happen to you in the future and things get back on track and you keep getting the views, but. Like I, I, I just, I don't even care about the money part. Like right now I'm not making a living off of YouTube. It's nice to make money off of YouTube. It helps a lot with me like making more stuff for YouTube and buying equipment for making videos, but it's not, it's not my, it's not my, my motivator. You know, I was just, I just am really pissed that it killed my, my, my traction and that YouTube for years has lied about that fact and said that it doesn't kill your traction when it so obviously does. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but speaking of my videos um, and, and uh, uh, speaking of me living in Oregon now for so long, um, I, uh, I needed to record something for the video that I'm currently working on uh, where I, specifically a shot where I'd be sitting at a campfire. So um, this past week, I also, uh, went out into the Oregon wilderness uh, to a campsite about an hour out of where I live. And I set a fire. I didn't ca camp out for the night, but I did just, you know, set a fire for the sake of the shot I was trying to get. And I had a really nice time and I, I went to a really pretty area and I had a really nice drive out there. So that was a good part of my week. Nice. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did see you uh, post on, I don't know, maybe Instagram or something. I put it on my story on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. And my first thought was, oh, looks like Mac went on like a camping trip. And I was like, nah, that's probably not the case. I'd like to go camping. It's just not something I frequently have time for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Nice. Well, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I must've looked crazy. Cause, um, you know, it was, it was a campsite obviously, but it was the middle of the day. And it was a really hot day. It was like it was like 80 or 90 degrees outside. And I was just setting a fire at like five o'clock. Oh, did you uh, did you get it lit fairly easily? Relatively, yeah. Um, I didn't have an issue with it. I, uh, you know, you know me, I've, I've been in the Boy Scouts. I didn't use any of that lighter fluid bullshit. I just got some sticks and shit and I set that fire. Did you start? It was epic. Did you rub two sticks together? No. 
I used matches. <laughs> okay. Um, there are certain things. That, I mean, they'll they'll teach you that as like a survival thing, but we're not fucking barbarians. We don't have to do that. Right. Right. Uh. Yeah. I was I was just curious because you brought up your Boy Scout skills. Um, that's cool. also that's also not really a, a a good way to do it. Like, there's a there's a number of other ways to do it that are easier than that. Yeah, that seems like probably the least efficient way to start a fire. It's pretty much impossible if you don't have a specific tool for it. Yeah, I've seen where you can make some sort of like bow type thing with like a yeah yeah yeah. It's it's a bow with like a metal wire that you can use to spin the the stick really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and even then, it doesn't seem like it's very easy to do. No, no, it, it is not easy to pull off at all. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of that that bear grill shit, and he even he uses like a like a flint. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. He got out and uh, saw some nature. Yeah, it was really nice. I I had a really nice time. I. I ended up staying out there a little while longer and just kind of letting the fire burn down while I packed up just because I was enjoying the ambience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you took a good little drive out there. I mean, granted, you said the drive was pretty scenic, but even still to just go out there, light a fire, get a shot and then pack up and Turn go around home, like. Yeah, seems like kind of a waste, at least enjoy it for a little bit. Yeah, it was nice. Nice. Good, man. Well, I fucking did it again, Mac. What'd you do? Kill somebody? No, but that's coming next. Um, no, I had another, I had a very similar situation to um, purchasing Jumanji 2 when I thought I had previously owned the first one. And I, oh no, what'd you do this time? And I, in fact, did not. Now, um, to be fair, I did not think that I already owned one of these movies. So I bought one with the the knowledge that I was going to have to purchase another movie to to complete the pair. Um, but I was I was shopping at Kroger. Uh, this is about a week ago. And I was walking past their uh, their clearance section and I saw a stack of movies. So I was flipping through and I picked out a couple that I was like, OK, legit, I'm going to get this. Um, and then there was one where I was like, eh, this could be kind of entertaining. And it was like dirt cheap. It was like under three dollars, like two dollars. I, I think I took a picture of it to remind myself to talk about this. Yeah, it was two dollars and eighty nine cents. OK, the, the movie that I purchased was I thought was the secret life of pets. Why would you buy that? <laughs> You know what? I heard our our uh, our buddy Andre told me that it was actually pretty funny. Back when we used to work together and I was like, I can't imagine that. Right. Which is kind of what made me go, OK, may maybe. 
maybe this actually is legit. Although Andre really liked Despicable Me as well. So, um, I don't know. Maybe he's just got a thing for, for animated movies like that. But I get it home and uh, I unwrap it. Sure as shit, I bought The Secret Life of Pets 2. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not own the first one. Um, well, now, now you gotta, I guess. Yeah, now I have to. But th- this, this situation was, was a little different than Jumanji. Because with Jumanji, when I bought the second one, I assumed that I had owned the first one already. When I, in fact, did not at the time. This one I went in knowing I know there's two of these movies. I'm going to have to buy the second one. I just think it's really funny that I wasn't paying very much attention and I bought the second one and now I have to purchase the first one. Gotta. So it's not it wasn't a huge fuck up. Like I said, either way, I was going to have to buy another movie, but it's just funny that I bought a sequel. without owning or having seen the the original yeah um that does kind of what, what you're saying with uh with andre liking those movies does lead into something i uh, that i i think is interesting and it's 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 one of those it's one of those things like me being like a like someone who makes videos about content right like i'm kind of a content analyzer yeah i have a lot of opinions about what what content should and shouldn't be. And being that I'm so into like the scene in Japan, I, I really love animated content. Um, I love uh, anime. I love animated movies. Um, and a lot of, a lot of, you know, animated movies that were around when I was a, a kid or that have come out in recent years are also really cool. Like I just uh, like, you know, we, we, I think we talked about it before. I mean, we definitely have, we've talked about a certain aspect of it. Um, the Incredibles, like Incredibles, is is incredible. It's a really good movie, fantastic, really well animated. And then I just recently, over the last uh, couple of weeks, watched the show Arcane with my friend Sean. Um, Arcane is an animated series on Netflix based in the lore of the game League of Legends, which League of Legends is one of the worst games ever made. But Arcane was an insanely good show with insanely good animation. Okay. So. Something that I have to contend with as someone who enjoys animated content as someone who critiques it. And especially like this is kind of one of those takes that sounds makes me sound like a total snobby douchebag. But it's also something that I that I see happen kind of a lot. Good animation can distract audiences from how good or bad a story actually is. Oh, absolutely. The, the and that's something we see like like the like the, like the, 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 there's a movie called Sing is made by the same studio that does all the Despicable Me and Minions movies. Yeah, they are a, a very lucrative animation studio. They are very good animators that make shit movies. <sighs> yeah, but those movies are wildly successful and the people watching them are not evaluating them properly because they're distracted by the animation well this i mean i i'm not denying that i'm 100 percent sure that 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 is accurate um but i mean this goes along the same lines as like um 
I don't want to throw Marvel under the bus as the only one who does it. People rag on like Michael Bay movies all the time because he likes to make shit explode. And so people like to go see him and they look really cool. But usually the acting and storylines are kind of weak. They're distracted by the spectacle, so they can't evaluate it properly. Right. Yeah, that's it's totally along the same lines. Yeah. And it's kind of something I want to make a video about specifically in relation to a certain series, because over the years, like this series, it's called Demon Slayer. It's a manga and anime series that has been wildly successful. Like to, to, to put it in, in, into perspective, it's frequently like the number one sold manga in a month alongside One Piece, which, as you know, is wildly successful. Right. Like, you know, to put it in context for people who, you know, aren't as into this world as me, One Piece has sold more volumes than Batman has sold comics. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. And it's, it's like right behind Superman. Like, it's, it's huge. And Demon Slayer, like, contends with One Piece on a month-to-month basis a lot. It's nowhere near... One Piece is like total sold volumes, but on a month to month basis, it's pretty, pretty frequently like in the number two or number one slot. Damn. And I have read Demon Slayer from start to finish. It is terrible. It sucks. (laughs) It is so, it's so boring. It's the most like quintessential anime bullshit you would ever read. It's so uninteresting. And the main reason that I believe it's so successful and so beloved and so many people are referring to it as peak fiction or some of the best anime they've ever seen is because the anime is animated really goddamn well. Okay. Yeah. It's like I've, like I, I, I've seen scenes from the anime. I haven't actually stopped and watched the anime yet, but I've seen scenes from the anime and it is incredible what those animators pull off. But they are working with a garbage story, and I don't know how any, anybody can look at it and say it's good. Ugh. That reminds me of, um, you're, I mean, you probably know about, I'm sure you've seen the movie, and you probably know about all the hype that it got, but you were probably a little young to remember exactly how big the hype was um, around Avatar when that I knew you were going to say Avatar. No, I was, I was definitely there for it. Okay. I saw it in theaters. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Avatar looked fucking awesome. Looked great. Story. Ask anybody what happened in Avatar and they cannot recollect it. No one knows what the plot of that movie is. The, the fact that they were like one of the, the main plot devices was trying to get a hard to a hard to get element called unobtainium should some that's fucking stupid what (laughs) from what i can obtainium (laughs) i'm like 99 sure that was a real thing oh fuck me that's hilarious yeah like bro that's the best you could come up with (sighs) yeah yeah yeah, no, that's like the CG from that movie was like years ahead of its time. But no, no one knows what happens in it. No one can recollect the plot. Uh, there's some blue people and they fuck with hair. That's all anybody remembers about that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> just uh, reading the, the first uh, 
the first uh, couple sentences of the plot uh, on on the Wikipedia page. Um, in 2154, Earth's natural resources have been depleted. The resource, the resources development administration RDA mines the valuable mineral unobtainium. That's so fucking stupid. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there, there you go. I think that, I think that sums it up. Like if you just told someone that plot without them seeing what it looked like, they'd be like, I'm not going to fucking see that. God, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. It's something it's, it's like one of those things I, I, I want to talk about in a video at some point, And especially I really, I really want to attack demon slayer cause I fucking hate it. But like, it's hard. It's a hard thing to talk about because it's hard to dil- disillusion people from that. I, 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 someone joined my Discord recently. You know, my Discord is kind of a haven for manga readers who is a big Demon Slayer fan, and they were trying to defend it, and it, like all their defenses were nonsensical. They were just basically coping. Uh. So, so even when you do like properly go and and uh, 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 analyze it and break it down, like they, there's, they'll find a way to excuse it, like. One of my major problems with, with Demon Slayer, and I'll, I'll make this quick, but like one of my major problems with Demon Slayer is that the main character is, is completely uninteresting. The reason for that, he is a flawless character. Main characters and characters in general should have flaws. It's what generates like conflict and, and, you know, and you know, drama within a story. But the main character, Demon Slayer, never does anything wrong, never has like a major character flaw that he needs to overcome. He doesn't have any of that. And he's, 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 he's so fucking boring and people are, are out here saying that he's like the best protagonist in a story they've read in a long time. It's like, how, how can you say that? This is a non-character characters like this. People like this don't exist. So it's not interesting to read or watch. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Ugh. Damn. People, people kind of have that same beef with, uh, to a certain, to a certain extent with Superman. Like, obviously, I, I agree with that. Obviously, like there's, there's kryptonite, like he has a weakness, but outside of that, he can pretty much do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's a very boring character, a very boring. And I've talked about this before on, on stream too. Like I, I appreciate the, the the problem with Superman isn't necessarily that he's like lacking in like proper character flaws or weaknesses. And he has like a million powers. The problem is that he was kind of the first, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, every other superhero essentially exists because of the success that was Superman. So it's kind of like when a new genre of music comes out, you know, the first person people to do it, aren't generally the best people to do it. They're just the first. And so they get remembered for being like the best, even though it's maybe a bit undeserved, like, you know, early rock bands or early rock singers or whatever, like you listen to their music and it sounds really pedestrian by this day and age's standard. And the reason for that is because their style has been replicated to death (laughs) to the point that it's no longer interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of what what I feel about like Superman. Like he 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 was revolutionary until he became boring. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. That's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely a real thing. Um, when I uh, when I said, well, I did it again and you said you killed someone, you weren't far off because I got to I got to give an update on those motherfuckers that live upstairs. Hope- you sound like you're yelling at them. <laughs> I, I'm hoping I'm like hoping raising your voice so maybe they can hear you. I'm hoping those motherfuckers upstairs can hear me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I had told you last time how I went and I talked to, um, the shitbag father that was up yep. there who didn't really care and apparently seemed to be a horrible parent because he admitted to not being able to control his child. I'm being a little harsh, but I'm annoyed. I think the main issue is that he didn't try. That's that's my main problem with that, the guy. He didn't seem to care at all. Yeah, yeah. He really didn't seem to care. Um, so I had mentioned that uh, it it seemed like it had gotten actually worse, but this was only a couple days after I had talked to him, and I said I was going to give it give it a couple weeks before uh, before I decided how I was going to proceed with this. Um, right. it, it, it was pretty bad that, that last week that re- we recorded. So like two weeks ago, um, and then that weekend it was, it was like, it was pretty, I think it was that weekend that it was pretty quiet. And I was like, okay, we're maybe we're all right. Maybe maybe they're working on things, you know, like glad I gave it a little bit of time and didn't jump to conclusions. Jump to conclusions Um, because the kid is jumping around. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a a, a, an office space joke. If you've ever seen that movie, if you haven't, you should not. You should. It's uh, it's pretty damn funny. I feel like you and I can relate from our world market days, even though it's like an office setting. Um, there's a well, it's just workplace. Yeah, stuff, there's a, sure. there's a lot of relatable workplace stuff in there. So, yeah, you should definitely watch that potentially for the next episode. Maybe we should both watch that. That could be kind of fun. It could be interesting. Um, but to finish my story, so thing, things were quiet Saturday. Um, things were quiet Sunday. And then I came to the conclusion that they must have just been gone all weekend because Sunday evening shit started up and it was fucking horrible Sunday evening. And it was like insanely horrible this like entire last week. And this weekend it was so bad and I you know I there were a couple times where I almost went upstairs and talked to him and I was like like dude I don't even know what the fuck I'm gonna say because I'm just like so fucking angry about this so your last attempts were completely completely useless right so I've decided that because this doesn't seem to be getting any better and in fact getting worse it it was so bad that several times over the last week, 
my ceiling fan, I can like see it shake back and forth. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, um, starting, um, starting on Sunday, I, um, I've started documenting the times that the noise starts and stops. Because Sunday it started at 6.15 in the morning and continued until 7.30 Sunday night. Oh, gee, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a long time. Maybe it was Saturday. I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I have notes from the last few days. But, yeah. One, one day it started at, like, like 7.30, and the next day, or maybe it was the day before, it started at, it was literally 6.15. And was more or less nonstop. Epic. Yeah. And I really, unless there's a long pause, I really can't like document every time it goes on because it'll stop for like 30 seconds and then start again. Or it, right. Or it makes sense. Or it'll stop for like 10 minutes and then go on for a half hour. So, I mean, I can't actually, I mean, it would literally take every second of my time to document everything but uh yeah i'm gonna attempt to take take a video of uh my ceiling fan next time it it starts wobbling all over the place and uh collect all of this as evidence so when i go to the leasing office it's not just me being that fucking annoying neighbor i'll have like several weeks worth of documentation to present to them. You should, uh, should take that fancy microphone of yours. I use for the podcast, turn up the gain and try to see if you can catch it. Yeah, I I'm sure it wouldn't be hard. I mean, just, uh, just with the settings that it currently has it, it definitely, the microphone definitely picks up the noise. Yeah, so if you just turn up the GAN, I'm sure it'll become much more uh, audible. Nice. That's, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, audio recordings are, are definitely something else that I need to try to do. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, that's where we're at with that saga. So um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought of, of anything other than being civilized and documenting everything and presenting that to my leasing office. The only other thing that I thought would be kind of funny is to just put like, put my Bluetooth speaker out on my balcony and play this, this podcast while I'm talking about how much of a shithole upstairs neighbors are. (laughs) That'd be so passive aggressive. I love it. Right. Because, you know, like I'm not I'm not talking to them. I'm just I'm just listening to a podcast. That's all. A podcast that you made (laughs) and talked about them on. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. They don't know that. It's just a podcast that happens to be talking about shitty upstairs neighbors. And happens to have the exact same story that you have with them. Yeah. Weird. Uh, because they frequently have their sliding door open so yeah Uh, that's uh, that's where we stand with that 
bastards. Yeah. Um. I uh I got I got a question for you, Brian. Brian brought this up to me. God, it's probably been at least a month now, but um. You know, we don't we don't record these as frequently, so uh, things get get a little lost in the shuffle. But it's something that I thought you would have a good opinion on. Um, and he was actually curious what your opinion was, because we both worked retail and had that that same like, you know. Situation where, you know, we're put in a spot where a customer wants us to do something that isn't. Is not possible. Well, it's not that it's not possible. It's something that's entirely possible, but not something that the company does. So Brian's got got some little kids. Um, think think his think they're like four and five. Uh, one of them just started kindergarten this week. Um, and uh. She was I think she thinks she was on a baseball team. It could have been soccer. I don't remember. It's been a little bit. Um, and, you know, like like they do with little kids these days, they. Um, win or lose, they uh, they get to go out for ice cream, you know. Sure. And uh, sometimes he would take take the kids, sometimes uh, his wife would. And they would frequently go to Dairy Queen. Well, his his little girl would like to get an ice cream cone and she really likes chocolate chips. And as you know, I will I'm sure you do. Dairy Queen will do you can get your your ice cream cone either like dipped in like chocolate or strawberry stuff that like hardens to it or yeah, or you, I gotcha. or, or you can get it dipped in like sprinkles. Well, she really likes chocolate chips. And um, so she's always like, can I get chocolate chips on it? Which is not an option that they offer. Um, Okay. It is, however, something that um, Brian and his wife have several times asked for. And they've been like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Well, one day his wife went and was like, um, yeah, can we um, can I get like a like a small ice cream cone? And I know you guys don't do this, but um, can you just like like throw some chocolate chips on it? And it became like this whole thing. With like the employee who I don't blame because, you know, a lot of ice cream parlor workers are like teenagers. Um, I think this employee was like, you know, we don't, we don't do that. Um, like, let me go get my boss. See if we can do that. The manager like made a huge deal and like made Brian's wife feel really bad about asking and was like, no, we do not do that here. And okay, it seems like an overreaction. Yeah, it seems like a super huge overreaction. And I feel like Brian told me that, like. Oh, God, I can't remember if he said his wife told him about that or not, but either way, the the next uh, the next game, Brian went and 
he asked and they were like oh yeah yeah just give us a second and he said that they like shoved like like large like shards of chocolate all over the ice cream cone and like totally like fucking hooked her up and was like here you go and it's just like that customer customer service experience that varies so much like person to person for something that like isn't a thing you can do but you can if you want to right 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 um i don't know well what what's your take on 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 putting the chocolate chips on the ice cream cone i mean if it's not something they normally do then they don't have any reason to do it other than like good customer service but that's there's no there's no reason to be a dick about it exactly to me it's one of those things where like if you know if someone asks you're just like eh we don't we don't do that here especially like if you're busy i could see being like no we do like sprinkles or whatever the other options are and just kind of leave it at that but like if there's nobody there i'd be like well we don't really do that but yeah sure we'll take care of you and just roll it around in some fucking chocolate chips and call it a day like it doesn't seem like it's really that big of a deal i don't i don't know i don't know why this manager got so irate about it the only thing that i can think about is maybe they had like a dm visit and they were like you're going through a lot more chocolate chips than your sales are are reflecting on um why, why why do they even have them if they don't like do that normally i guess i don't know maybe they get sprinkled on like uh i don't know like banana splits or like cup sundaes or stuff in a bowl or something i don't know or you know what they probably go in in blizzards i bet oh yeah sure i bet you that's what they're for but uh yeah i mean just if you can yeah i don't know i mean like he's completely within his right to refuse that um i mean god knows i'm a i'm a lazy asshole and i don't like customers so i don't really accommodate special requests that much unless the person's nice to me first but uh you know i also don't make it make it out like they're a fucking villain for asking yeah yeah you don't have to be a dick about it especially someone with like a little kid like just be like no no i'm sorry we can't do that then if the customer starts pushing and being like well you know you did it for me last time then then you can be a little bit of a dick about it but yeah there's no need to just come straight out the gates like that yeah no i'm I'm 100 with you um i actually for the first time in a long time had a had kind of a negative customer experience today really yeah, um, which is not common because A, I'm really good at customer service and B, I don't talk to customers that much. But this is one of those situations that was never my fault uh, and the person was kind of just being unreasonable. But at the same time, I understand his frustration. Um, they installed self-checkout where I work not that long ago. Um, yes, they did. And uh, I mean, at, at the store I worked at, it happened much earlier. Like the one I work at now, they literally just did it like a, like a, like a month ago. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I was in your so, I was in your old place of employment recently and used it myself. So um, that was the first time I had noticed it. Yeah. And like personally, I'm always like a, if there's self checkout, I'm using it kind of guy unless I have a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, because I, I, I don't like talking to people, obviously. Um, but some people don't like it. Mostly boomers who don't understand technology. And this guy was one. Um, but, you know, to his credit. I understand his frustration. I, I hadn't heard about this because I'm not like a front end employee. I was just going up there to like and mind you, like I was about to be on my break. I had food in hand that's like that I could buy so I could I could, you know, eat. Um, and this guy stopped me and was like, do you have like a manager I could talk to? I'm like, uh, sure. What's up? Um, and apparently I had not heard about this, but apparently in order to increase and this is like the most corporate bullshit decision ever made. Oh, God. In order. In order to increase the amount of people who are using the self-checkout, they decided that normal cash registers would not be open during the first hour of the store being open. Like, at all? At all, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, I feel like you need to have, like, one open. That, that, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I would be annoyed, too. I wouldn't make a stink about it, because I'm not an asshole, but... It's a fucking stupid, like, anti-customer decision so clearly made by somebody who doesn't work in stores, as these decisions often are. Right. Um, but, you know, I, so I understood his frustration on that, but, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, like, he was kind of mad. He was like, this is so ridiculous. This is the X, Y, Z. And I'm kind of sitting there like, all right, there's literally nothing I can do about this. It's not my call to make. So I, I just went and got my manager, but I was just like, this is a stupid decision on the part of the company that I work for, but it's also stupid for him to be pissed about it. Cause like who fucking cares? Yeah. Yeah. God. Real quick. I, uh, I had a little bit of a, of a situation happen today. Um, I was in, I was in this massive, massive, massive corporate account that we, that we have. Um, just taking care of like putting away an order. Um, and they've got these, these big, like, um, I mean, we call them ladders, but they're like the stairs that roll, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, and I was, uh, I was putting away a case of wine, like super high, like, you know, like 20 feet up in the air. And I come down and um, this old ass motherfucker, like old for the earth motherfucker asks me, hey, can you can you grab a bottle of something for me? And. I mean. If it had at least been a bottle of wine, even if it wasn't mine, I'd have been like, yeah, sure. What what do you need? He's like, yeah, there's this there's this bottle of bottle of scotch that I need. And I was like. Yeah, I'm sorry, man, I don't I don't I don't work here. And it, it was like my last stop of the day, like when I was I done to go home. Yeah, when I was done there, I was going home. It wasn't like I wasn't making a sale, so like I wasn't making any money being there, really. Um, So. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. And he like looks at the ladder and he's like, well, can't you use that ladder to get it for me? 
Sure, it's been like I've been like, can't you? Uh, well, I mean, they do say like for employee and vendor use only, but I know, but he could have regardless. You can break the rules. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. So I'm like, uh, yeah, fine, whatever. And we pass like fucking two store employees on the way there. I was so fucking pissed. And these these stairs are super hard to maneuver because like only like two of the four wheels turn side to side. So you have to make like really wide turns with them. It it was just really annoying. He's like, it's that one way in the back, that one over there. And I'm like, which one? He's like that one. And I was like, what's the name of it? Can you tell me? God, he was such a fucking ass. Yeah. Gotta love customers. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to just fucking tell him off, but I thought I thought yeah, better. It's it's a very it's a very strong urge frequently. And it, it kinda how I felt with that that girl earlier today. I was I was I kinda just wanted to be like, why do you fucking care? But um yeah. Uh fucking that was an episode. 